Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to check us out live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It is the Odd Couple. I am Chris. He is Rob. We are live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We got Michael Lee, friend of both of ours, writes for the Washington Post, longtime NBA writer and columnist, and he will join us at the bottom of the hour. You can also follow Rob and me on social media. Rob is at Rob Parker FSR on Instagram. I am at Chris underscore Broussard on Twitter. Chris Broussard 68 on the gram. All right, um, Rob, you heard it in the updates, but we got to talk about it a little bit. These postponements in the NFL, all because of COVID. So the Raiders and the Browns, the Browns have been ravaged by COVID, Rob. The Browns are down to their third-string quarterback. Yes. Because even Case Keenum, their backup has it, and Baker's out. and, And their head coach. And their head coach, right. I mean, it's a mess. So that game is moved to Monday. Was going to be yet tomorrow. Now it's Monday. We'll see how much that helps. And then the Seahawks Rams and the Washington football team against Philadelphia. Those games, Rob, are moved to Tuesday. Now here's the other thing. The Raiders and the Seahawks are complaining. They're like, hey, why are we getting punished? Right. And you're moving these games. It's not our fault. We, we've done what we need to do. And and furthermore, at the beginning of the season, the rules were that, hey, we understand some teams are going to, you might lose games because of COVID, but this is how it is. And now, Rob, they are adjusting. Uh, what What is your thought on this? Yeah, I mean, I hear it, but I don't think that um... – I think the league is is has to do this. It doesn't make it messes with the integrity of the game if you allow there the Browns to play, Chris, without you know forty percent of its roster. I mean, I just, I, I just that's not the league you want to have. It's just not. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't know you were going to go there, but I agree. I, I was going to say there's an integrity factor of right. of the games, and right? And, it, and ultimately, Rob. The NFL has to do what's best for the league. Right. That's what I look. I get it. It's not best for the Raiders. It's not best for the Seahawks. And, the, you know, this isn't what were, you were told, but it is best for the league. Yeah, like you if said, the, if dude, the roles were reversed, you think the Raiders, if they were missing Carr and all their players, right. would be like, oh, yeah, we should play anyway. Yeah, we'll just play with our third string quarterback. I don't think right. they would like that. Mark Davis would be having a baby. This would put a damper on the playoffs. Like, if the Browns lose because they don't have any of their guys. and I mean, it just could put a damper on the season, as you use the right word, integrity. Because now you're wondering, did the right teams really make the playoffs? Exactly. Um, And that's not even to mention, Rob, the health factor. If they have to go out there with half of their roster – I mean, there's a reason you have 53 guys on a roster. Right. You need you need reserves. You need Everybody a good amount can't of guys. play yeah. every down 
There's all kinds of situations, right? Um, so, yeah, I think the league did the right thing. I remember Baker Mayfield and they were, were bellyaching on Twitter and on social media about them. Having you know, to play. Yeah, having to right. play. And I think the league did do the right thing and say, no, nah, this, this is not good for the league. Let's get these guys healthy. Uh, postpone the game until Tuesday and let some guys get, you know, clear, get cleared up so that they can play again. It's tough because teams will be on short rest for next weekend, you know. Uh, but it's just the circumstances that we're under. And I, I do, as to some degree, feel for the Raiders and the Seahawks. Um, and there is a part of me that's like, well, if Cleveland loses because they don't have guys, then so be it. But I just think it's best for the league to at least give them a, a little more of a shot to play some of their guys. And as I said, for the health of the players, that's really one of my biggest sticking points is that they need a few, you know, they need reserves and backups and they need a good number of guys to put out there so that guys can hopefully stay healthy. Uh, Rob, let's move on from there and go into last night's game. We, we're going to get into it with Brandon Staley and did he make the right call on going, you know, forward on fourth down five times. Uh, but let's look at the Chiefs. They came back. They won in overtime. It was a a very good game, very entertaining. I don't think you enjoyed it because, uh, you know, you had shekels, of course, on the Chargers. Well, I mean, the Chargers were at the goal line, Chris, all game. And they, they did. Do you <laughs> did know you what do I mean? something to Brandon Staley? My goodness. I, I mean, yeah. it's one. it's one thing. It's one thing, like, you get beat. And you're not at the, you know, it's not like being in the red zone. You're at the 20, you know, automatically going to get in. I mean, they were knocking on the door right. often, early and often, and they just could not get in. Well, so, so, but, but on the Chiefs side, I mean, they started out 10 and uh, they were up 10, nothing, Chris. And it was, could have easily been 20 to 10 at the half. Well, this is uh, what I want to ask you. Do do you because the Chiefs now have won seven straight? They've now got the best record in the AFC. You know they've gotten there a different way than we expected, but right now they're where most people thought they'd be uh, at ten and three and the number one seed in the in the conference. Do you think Patrick Are they Mahomes 10 and, three and or the 10 Chiefs? And four? I'm sorry, ten and four. Ten and four. Okay. My my bad. Uh, do you think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are back, so to speak? I'm still – the jury's still out. The jury's still out. They they keep winning. They're doing what they need to do, but I – Beating good teams, la- too. Yeah, la- but last night was one of those games where, as we talked about, they were up uh, early, fell behind. They had some mistakes. It was, a you know – Turnovers, I don't know. I, I when I when I look at that game, Chris, I'm gonna be honest. I say the Chiefs didn't win that game. I say the Chargers lost that game. That's the way I view last night's game. Doesn't mean that it doesn't count for a win for the Chiefs. But if if I my, what came away from that game for me was that the Chargers lost, not that the Chiefs won. Well, we're gonna Am get next hour, next hour more into the Brandon yeah, Staley yeah, yeah. stuff. But, but I'm saying that that's I, what nah, I, I I give the Chiefs the credit okay. because 
one, and I'll just say it, we're not going to go all the way into this, but it is not as black, as much as I think Brandon Staley made mistakes, Rob, by not kicking those field goals. They would have been up 3-0, and 17-13 had they kicked those field goals. Still, and you know this, that doesn't mean, it's not as simple as saying, oh, they would have won. They left nine points on the board because the circumstances of the game change everything, right? If the Chiefs are down 17-10, that does, maybe they still come back and win. Maybe you play a little more desperately. Who knows? I mean, unless it's really late in the game and there's hardly any team time left on the clock, you can't just say, oh, this happened at the 33-minute mark and the game, it, it, it decided the game, especially when it's a fairly close game because the circumstances change everything. No, but that, that, that's not what I'm saying. My, my point no, but is, I'm, in, in, right. right, in watching the game, I didn't come away with, man, the Chiefs just put a whooping on them. Wow. Oh, no, I mean, they didn't put a whooping okay, on them. Okay, that's not, that's not, I felt like. But they, they, they no, did but, do, go ahead. But, but I felt like. I felt like the, the Chargers blew a golden opportunity. They choked. They didn't win the big game they were supposed to. They were knocking on the door all night. I just felt like the Chargers lost the game. They should have won. Not. It doesn't mean that the Chiefs didn't play well and didn't come through late in the game, Chris. That's not what I'm saying. But I didn't walk away from that. I walked away not feeling like, wow, the Chiefs are, are unbeatable. I walked oh, away no. saying, I walked away game. feeling like the Chargers are who we thought they were. They're just not ready for prime time. Mm. That, that's, that's what I got the feeling for, whether it was their coach, whether it was their, some of their players, Chris, not performing and not making plays or whatever. But I just felt like they blew a golden opportunity. If the Chiefs beat them and came out and, and it wasn't about some missed field goals or whatever, I'd be like, Wow, the Chiefs came into L.A., they put it on them, they beat them. No ifs, ands, or buts with the division on the line, but I didn't feel that way. I'm just giving you how I felt I, I, after Yeah, the I give the Chiefs credit. Um, I thought, I, and this is why I said this could be, we'll see, but this could be the best Chiefs team in the Patrick Mahomes era, at least the era thus far. Because I think, Rob, they've been tested. I, I think it's been so easy for them, especially at least in the AFC, for the last three years, that people have wondered, oh, they're a bunch of glamour boys. They're a bunch of pretty boys. Yeah, they put up 30 points. They put up thirty more than 30 points in each of their first five playoff games. And then when they didn't put up 30 in the Super Bowl, they got hammered 31-9. to nine. So I, I think there was a question of what are they really made of? When push comes to shove, when their backs are against the wall, when they can't throw the ball up and down the field with all these chunk plays, what are, are they really tough? Are they really rugged? Do they really have fortitude? And I think they've proven, Rob, that they do. Now they still got to prove they can win the whole thing, or they will this year. But they were, and when they were three and four, they had to look in the mirror, and their defense was one of the worst we'd seen. They had to look in the mirror and say, what are we made of? And I think the defense certainly has turned it around and become one of the better defensive units in the league. Huge transformation. I know they got healthy, so that helped a lot, but they still had to do it. 
Patrick Mahomes, I do think is still very da- is very dangerous because he is more taking checkdowns more. He's taking you know the underneath stuff more. And what you saw last night is because teams play them so much to avoid stop the deep ball that whether it was Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, they've always been good with at running after the catch. But yesterday they were tremendous after the catch. Catching short patterns, the game winner, in fact, and running with it for 30, 40 yards. And so I do give the Chiefs the credit, Rob. I thought Patrick Mahomes struggled early. I mean, you know, had a great first possession, but then had the fumble, then had the interception, Mm -hmm. which was a bad interception at the two-yard, his own two-yard line. And then missed McCole Hardman on a fourth and one from the two-yard line where he just threw it into the ground. But then when it was time to deliver, and you always talk about this with Steph Curry, I want to see him do it in the crunch time. I don't care about the first, you know, 40 minutes or whatever. Well, Patrick Mahomes gave it to you in crunch time. Three touchdowns all in the fourth quarter and overtime, three drives of 75 yards or more. The touchdown passes, the one to Kelsey in the corner to – a Tyreek Hill at the back of the end zone, straight up bullets. The two-point conversion to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Patrick Mahomes was dealing. And there was a question. We even had a caller, and I love you, caller. Keep calling in. But you was foolish. Got nerve calling up the odd couple talking about it's an insult to compare Justin Herbert to Patrick Mahomes. An insult to Herbert. Stop it! Patrick Mahomes showed all of y'all. Eat your words. Eat your words. In the in the immortal tongue of Muhammad Ali, eat your words. He showed you who's the baddest boy in the AFC. He showed you why I was not incorrect for saying he's got GOAT potential. That's right. That's right. I'm back on my high horse. Patrick Mahomes delivered. And let me give a little props to the defense before you try to shut me down, Rob. Nah, the I, defense, hey, you if you without three good, starters, <laughs> without three starters, Chris Jones, Willie Gay, LeJarrius Sneed. Yeah, Brandon Staley was silly for going for it. But they stopped him. They stopped him. Three drives, first and goal from inside the five, and the Chiefs shut it down. I feel good about my pick. That's all I'm saying. Chiefs in the AFC. Yeah. I just, a couple of uh, regular calls, and it would have been a different story, but uh, the Chargers were not ready for primetime. They scored 28 points, and they and, and you would think 28 points, okay, wow, and they were knocking on the door, but they didn't get it done. So uh, I said that they lost that game last night. Let's uh, let's hear what people got to say. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. Did the Chiefs win last night, or did the Chargers lose the game? Give it to them, hand it to them, and are the Chiefs back? Your turn to win with the Odd Couple, Chris and Rob, Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to check us out live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern 
4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. With a rhyme. <laughs> oh, the heavy one is taking us back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is hot. A little Curtis Blow. All right, we're live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Curtis Blow. And these, uh, and this, no, and these, these are, are the, the breaks. breaks. Yes. Right. That was before this, I think. That was before right. Christmas rapping, I believe. All right, do you think it's okay to drive stoned? I don't. Rob doesn't. Because the truth is your reaction time slow way down when you're high. Legal or not, you still are putting yourself in danger. Not only yourself, but everyone around you. So stop kidding around. If you've been using marijuana in any way, shape, or form, rubbing it on gummy bears, <laughs> brownies, just straight up smoking it, whatever, don't get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. It's paid for by NHTSA. All right, uh, 877-99 on Fox. Are the Chiefs back? Did they win that game last night, or were they handed a gimme by the strange dealings of Brandon Staley and his charges? Yes, which we will talk about in the yes. final hour of the show. Chad in Cincinnati, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Chad? What's up, OG? What's up, Chris? What up, brother? Hey, it was. I was embarrassed last night for the players of the Chargers watching computer geek. <laughs> Brandon Staley running, walking up and down the sidelines like Bill Walsh going for it um, in the red zone. You got to take the points. I'm with Rob. I just don't understand what he was thinking about. The points he left on the line could determine wins or losses. I just really think these young coaches are overhyped and I don't really see the pedigree. I need to see somebody like Jim Caldwell get an mm, opportunity because uh, I give props to Mahomes. He took advantage of Staley's arrogance and stubbornness. Oh, yeah. He no, no, out with he, a win. He parlayed it. No, no doubt, Chad. He parlayed call. it. Chad, but good I, call. Yeah, yeah good but, call. but I'm with him. Really I'm like, like uh, some of the old school coaches. We even had Hugh Jackson on earlier. He just said, dude, I, I – I, I understand. He was trying the, to be nice, right? I understand right. analytics, but I'm going. I'm putting points on the board, and, and I get that, Rob. If you like, okay. I mean, I still fourth and five. I'm kicking the field goal. All right, but let's say they went for it like they did last night, and you missed. Okay, then it's like, all right, we tried it. Let's get some points. You know what I'm right. saying? But he well, kept. They Chris, didn't learn, especially at the end of the half. It's just a momentum thing. You were down ten nothing. You're now up seven. Right. Doesn't mean you win the game. You got to. Yep. Yeah. There's a yep. momentum you feel good about the half. Let's go to Skyler in uh, Seattle. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Skyler? Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing great, hey, man. So How I are think, you? Uh, I'm good, man. Um, but I think the Chiefs definitely won the game. I think the reason you get that feeling like they didn't is because Patrick Mahomes didn't win the game. I mean, Andy Reid showed that he was the better coach, though, and then when the Chiefs players needed to step up and make a play, whether it's on defense or offense, they did that. So the Chiefs definitely won it. Okay. So when you Thanks, say Skyler. Patrick Mahomes didn't win it, you mean because 
a lot of it was yak, yak yards after catch? Yeah, a lot of it was just yards after catch, and his players stepped up when they needed to. But, like, he had a couple of opportunities where he could have put the game away, at least uh, build upon a lead. And then he, whether it was the missed pass uh, in the red zone or right at the five-yard line or – the right. He, he made a couple. He made a couple bad throws, and, and, and even more than those, he had a couple that were thrown low. But right. then he did come through late. He made some great throws late, and had to scramble for thirty nine. Hey, let's squeeze one more in, Chris, real quick. Neil in New York City, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Neil? Hey, this is Leo from NYC, but no problem. Leo, I okay. Say, I was yeah, wondering. Leo. Leo's the one that's always dissing you, Rob. Yeah, I don't. We should ban you, Leo. I, I don't even know why you're on tonight. You no, Rob. Rob. First of all, I, I got to say this on this Good Friday. I know that we traded. Uh, what's my beef for Sheko City? And right now, it looks like we got fleeced. But I got to say this, Rob. You need to bring we back. We did uh, get fleeced. Let's bring back what's my beef. Yes, we need he one. He ran out of I, ideas. That's bottom no, line. Rob, Rob, I went to Dollar Tree last week, and Uh-oh. the prices increased by 25 cents. We need to wash my beef so they can bring back the price down to $1. Exactly. Please. I'm not people, I'm, I'm not going in there, Chris. Well, what, what is it, the 125 tree, whatever it's called now? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Anyway, no uh, for the take, I, I got to side with Chris. You know what? At the end of the day, Everybody has some errors, some turnovers, but with two minutes and 56 seconds left, Mahomes marched down the field, scored a touchdown, and Herbert had one minute and 24 seconds left to go get the field goal, knowing that all the drive from the Charger had passed half midfield all game long. So we knew that, we knew that they could have gotten to Chiefs territory and get that field goal. He did not. That was on, on them. Whatever turnover happened before that, Sure, I think it all balances out because the Chiefs also had some bad plays. But at the end of the day, the defense stood, stood strong and tall, and they won the game. Simple right. as that. Leo, I get that. The only thing is I'm talking about most people coming out of that game are talking about Brandon Staley because you don't see a team go for it that many times and not, you know, and fail. That's what, yeah, that's what I think. Mo- the conversation after that game was, what was he thinking? Am I right, Chris? Like, well, what that's was just he- because it was so idiotic in right, my but, 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 you, know, but you don't the, see the, that the every day. The computer right. guys over at Best Buy, the Geek Squad, they, they loved it. <laughs> All right? You know, the guys that only played football on the, the computer, right. you know, never, you know, they, they were like, that was Madden, great. The that- oh, yeah, this is it. Look at All these right, we got uh, Michael Lee from the Washington Post coming up next. But first, Steve DeSager with the update. Steve. Hello, gentlemen. And by the way, Andy Reid of Kansas City, since he arrived there, I believe his record against the AFC West is 40-13 and 13 now, just wow. for the record. I He's think is he, yeah, Mahomes is 12-0 on the road against the yes, division. Yes, he right? has not yeah. lost a road division game in his career. And just by, to quote the caller, Calling Brandon Staley a computer geek, that's not only an insult, it's inaccurate, which is why I bring it up. This guy (laughs) was the defensive coordinator of the number one defense in the NFL last year, the Rams. It's why he got this job. This is not at all like what we see in baseball, where people who didn't play baseball become the general manager. That's not what we're talking about yeah, here with the Chargers. Yeah, but do you coach. agree with those moves he made last night? No, but that the ins- moves were based on that right. insult right. says you don't deserve to be on the sidelines. I, I got and what that's you're saying. not true. Yeah, I mean, right. he said right. it tongue in cheek. Right. I mean, it's, but I, but I, I, it's I, an I, insult I just, and it's inaccurate and it needs you, to be pointed I, out. It happens okay. a lot 
Steve. I mean, come on, relax. It, it ain't he ain't tripping. I mean, people say that all the time. Well, it happens a lot. He meaning... played Division three football. I played Division two three basketball. No, no, we're talking we're about coaching. We're level. talking about coaching. Right. Let me fine, ask you, but I'm just right, saying right. there are a lot but, of guys that are running teams that never played and that were are computer guys. I'm I'm not saying he is a computer guy. I'm saying he's on the sidelines because he deserves to be right, an NFL coached. coach. That's right. all. He's, he's been, been a, a good coach. Right, right, Let's right. see if that continues. Correct. It, we'll it wasn't good last night. For one, he's say. just started. Right. Didn't we'll work. You know what I bet is, well, first, he's probably thinking, I got three defensive backs out, and Mahomes probably going to throw for 400 yards, which he did. He's probably shocked that by mid-fourth quarter, Kansas City only had 13 points. Well, that would, but but that's, that's but feeling that's the, the game, thing. They though. were doing that's a good I, job against them. But that's feeling the he game, kept, Steve, right? right? He, you gotta, he had to score more. This wasn't that Rams-Chiefs game where it was 54 to 50 or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you yeah. really realize we need a touchdown on every on every drive you're right the score was 14 to 13 the thing that the thing that you know not just with me that other people are thinking of just you know I'll agree with the other four but the one at the end of the half I was talking with somebody in the in the building here before this show tonight is the one where they didn't kick the field goal right before halftime, that was literally the last play before halftime. So one of your considerations of going for it on fourth down is, oh, and I want to give good field position to the other team. That's not a consideration in that decision. There is no play after yeah, that is, right, for the other it. team. Uh, but right. what he did say afterwards is these are the decisions that got us where we are as contenders. And that part, I mean, that is what got them the win at Kansas City. Uh, you five times that's another story but I don't expect him to not be aggressive suddenly uh, for the rest of the season we do have the NFL news for this weekend that three games have been moved due to COVID including tomorrow's Raiders at Browns matchup that will now be played Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern time the Browns have more than 20 players on the COVID list including two quarterbacks plus the head coach but tomorrow night's Patriots at Colts game is still on two Sunday games were moved to Tuesday night on Fox TV Washington at Philadelphia and Seattle at the Rams each game will start at 7 p.m. Eastern time Tuesday Saints coach Sean Payton tested positive for the virus and will miss Sunday night's game at Tampa Bay in the NBA eight games tonight including Orlando with a record of 5-24, and trailing at home mid-third quarter, 81-70 to the Miami Heat. Yeah! Awesome. <laughs> Rooting interest, perhaps? No, no, not at all. Uh, no. Golden... He needs a win, that's for sure. <laughs> well, you could say that all season, can't you? Denver <laughs> is up 70-48 to at Atlanta late in the second quarter, and Golden State's ready to go to 24-5 and on the season. They're leading mid-second mm. quarter at Boston, 55-39. to Yeah! And the Nets decided to allow guard Kyrie Irving to return. He can only play in road games for now due to NYC's COVID vaccine rules. By the way, our Discover card key matchup in the NHL brought to you by Discover is Vegas at the New York Rangers. Rangers up 2-1 in the second period. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Back to you. All right, thanks. All right, thank you, Steve. We are live from the Fox Sports Radio studios with the Odd Couple. Michael Lee from the Washington Post is joining us. What's up, brother? What up, Mike? Hey, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing? We are good. Happy holidays to you and your family, man. Yeah, yeah, Let's sure. get right to it because we're running late. All right, Kyrie Irving, news of the day. He is back for road games and home practices. What are your thoughts? 
it's tacky. Um, I just feel <laughs> like this is if you're an organization that says you're about principles and you're trying to establish a culture, um, you're basically saying that we'll do whatever it takes to win now. Um, when they shut them down, I applauded them because I thought it was a, a really good thing to do um, because you can't have a halfway player. Now they're saying that's what they want. But the issues, a lot of issues here. <laughs> One, he's unvaccinated. And you're bringing him back at the time when COVID is like an outbreak. There's a COVID outbreak. Yeah, raging all across the country and especially in the NBA and it's professional sports. So you're bringing an unvaccinated player into a pit of COVID right now, which just seems dangerous for Kyrie and also for the Nets players. And I, I can see you can say, yeah, you've been riding KD too hard. He's carrying such a heavy weight. He's playing all these games, you know, with a depleted roster. And, you know, when you don't, when you take out the unvaccinated Kyrie part, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, you want to bring an all-star player back. But when you think about all these other factors that are involved, it's like it's such a cynical move, and it sort of just falls in line with what we should expect of professional sports, where we can't really look at them for moral leadership because they're in the business to make money. And this is clearly a uh, you know decision where they can make money on the road but also try to um, – you know, win games, and that's what right. their ultimate objective is. So, this it, it just seems like an odd time to toss your principles at a time when COVID is raging. No doubt. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about Zion and what's happened to Zion mm-hmm. Williamson. Where, what what do you make of of you know? Now he's shut down again. He's had the injuries. He's ballooned weight wise. Are we heading to a bad spot here for him, or can he? Get out of this. The it only, just seems like a malaise the, the only, to me, Michael. Yeah, the only po- the only way I can see this possibly working out is I look at I'm looking I live in Philadelphia right now and I see a really dominant player who just finished second in MVP voting last year, who had a very similar start to his career. Now he wasn't number one pick, mm. he didn't come in with as much hype. But Joel Embiid has really struggled with his with his weight and his health and his uh at the early part of his career and he just wasn't around, wasn't a factor his first three seasons. Um, now Zion's already played a season, made an all-star appearance, but he's been dealing with injuries, and now he's got this weight issue as well now. Um, I just feel like I don't want to like give up on him because, like I said, I have seen a player come right. back from all these injuries before, but I am concerned about Zion in this respect. Um, somebody in New Orleans <laughs> has to start looking out for him and trying to help him because um, this is it, it seems like the, the injury that he suffered doesn't seem like something that should – wipe out another season um, unless you're not taking care of them. And I think it speaks more to New Orleans and the history of them and how their players have been dealing with injuries uh, in the past. You know, their their medical staff has been, you know, running a question for years. You can go back to Eric Gordon, who's in Houston right, right now. He was injury-plagued his entire time in New Orleans. He just could not catch a break. Their whole team yeah, was. Yeah, but I'm yep. saying it's him specifically – but, yeah, but now that he's in Houston, you never hear about him dealing with these type of health issues anymore. And I don't know if they got some magic elixir in Houston. I don't think so. But something is amiss in New Orleans. And when you're at a franchise and you have a commodity like Zion, you need to invest everything you can in making sure you get him on the court and that he's healthy. And I think that we've had this for a long time where New Orleans is not taking care of its athletes and it's not putting you know their health as, as a priority. You know, obviously – they own the Saints and they own the Pelicans, but the Pelicans clearly are not a priority. And somebody in the league or something has to put it on them to say, hey, we can't lose a valuable guy like Zion, one of the most hyped number one picks we've ever had, a player who could you know, really change the game if we invested him properly. 
So I'm looking That's at the New Orleans point. franchise, too, that they have to start really putting their basketball players up because Anthony Davis dealt with injuries his whole time there. Drew Holiday dealt with injuries. Yep. He missed like a whole yep. season. You can go down the list of players that were in New Orleans that just really just couldn't catch a break. You're like, man, it's so so much. It's not bad luck. It's 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 inept, you know, management. They're not running the organization right. Doesn't matter who the GM is. Their their medical staff has been just delinquent for a long is this time. Something, is this something in the out. gumbo we don't know about? What is it? <laughs> nah. That might be eating, eating too much gumbo. They, their food well, yeah. in, their, in the weight room is gumbo, beignet, jambalaya. That's the problem. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, yeah, Mike, we got about – right, right. We got a minute left for you to answer this. Uh, there was a report that the Lakers have had internal discussions about maybe trying to trade Russell Westbrook. How do you think it's gone so far with Westbrook? Obviously, LeBron's been out and their record's not great, but how do you think he's fit in – and what do you see for the future of him and the Lakers? Like, do you see him staying there? Do you see them trying to move him? What do you think? Well, I mean, obviously it was a tough thing to, you know, try to bring these three guys together, and it didn't start off very well. But I'm looking at Russ's numbers the last 10 or so games. He's been playing like Russell Westbrook. He's been looking like himself, and he's been playing at a high level. The Lakers, you know, are you know they're, they're not a good team yet, but I think they're starting to figure some things out. And obviously the main issue for them is that LeBron hasn't been around as much, but when LeBron's on the floor, they're still an elite team. So um, I just feel like it just takes time, especially when you're trying to have a ball-dominant player playing with LeBron. It typically doesn't work out. You know how tough it was for a D-Wade, but you know, you're know you adding 10 years to LeBron, and then you're adding a, another older guy in Russell Westbrook. So it's going to be a much tougher adjustment. It's going to take a lot longer time. Um, I think they'll be okay in the long run. It's just got to take time. Um, you know, rushing the trade, I mean, what, what would you trade them for and what would you get in return? Because I don't think there's a big market right now for Westbrook. Right. Um, so I, I think that you just got to you got to ride it out. You committed to these three stars. You got to see where they take you. And then when the offseason comes, you can try to do whatever you can. But right now I don't see anybody, like, saying, we got to get Russell Westbrook in this, right. this team. Because you can see the Lake, if the Lakers are struggling with him, if LeBron's struggling with him, if Anthony Davis is struggling with him, how do you think he's going to come to your franchise and change anything? Right, right. All right, that's our man Michael Lee from the Washington Post. Great stuff, brother. We appreciate you. That's right, Mike. And stop ripping me on Twitter, all right? Stop it. Hey, man, you got to watch what you say on Twitter, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, easy, Mike. Bud. Peace, All right, brother. thanks a lot, fellas. Yeah. All right, more Odd Couple coming your way. Keep it locked, Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, podcast or wherever you get your podcast all right it is the odd couple chris and rob live from the fox sports radio studios and it can happen easily a few drinks here a few drinks there next thing you know you've had a few drinks too many 
And then when it's time to go, you think about calling for a ride home, but nah, it's the worst that can happen. Get pulled over, lose my license, total my car. No, you could kill someone or you could kill yourself. So drive sober, people, or get pulled over. This is paid for by NHTSA. All right, uh, a lot of basketball tonight. Golden State Warriors, as Steve DeSager said earlier, rolling. Looks like they're on their way to another victory, and they are playing the Boston Celtics in Boston, and they're currently up by double digits, uh, about a dozen points. So uh, the Lakers as well, Rob, they're in action tonight against Minnesota. And I tell you what, Minnesota – Minnesota might have found something, Rob. I, I, I think they did in uh, Anthony Edwards. This we liked dude, him last year, yep. though, both of us. We both we thought, thought he that- was rookie of the year. Should have yep. been rookie of the year. No disrespect to uh, LaMelo. He had played it. the whole season, Chris. Right. He put up – he had – even one of the things he had put up, he had scored more average, more points. And normally the, the rookie with the highest point average usually wins rookie of the year. So it was, right. it was really Particularly a, a when change. You play, right. He played, I think, every game. And LaMelo missed about 20. So it, it should have been Anthony Edwards in our opinion. But he's balling right now, Rob, averaging 22 points, six rebounds, and three and a half dimes. And the uh, Timberwolves are winning some games. They're 13 and 15, which doesn't sound great, but for them, it's very good. And they've, look, they've always had Carl Anthony Towns, who, you know, is a very good player, was a perennial all star for a couple of years. And, uh, but with them losing con- too much, he really hasn't, you know, he's fallen off as far as his stature in the league. You know, no, people don't think of him as one of those top bigs in the league anymore because it's not leading to victories. But I think what it might be, Rob, is, I mean, he just doesn't have that that dogged personality to lead a team. You know what I'm saying? And I think Anthony Edwards does have it. And so as he continues to get better, maybe, you know, they should keep, not maybe, I think they should keep Anthony Towns, Carl Anthony Towns. And let those two, you know, become their leaders. But you got two people, Chris, right. Right. And, then, and they, and I can, mean, D'Angelo Russell's doing all right, but I, I don't think, I, I think, you know, I don't think he's a part of a big three. He's averaging 19.6 and a half assists, right? He had that but, one, he had a big year with the Nets, that one. Was it yeah, Nets, yeah. I mean, year? he's, yeah, he's, you know, you could do worse, that's for sure. Right. But um, I'm, pro- I'm trying to upgrade that. But still, like you said, they got two big guns. You got two guys there. You could you could work with that. And then Chris, if it's not D'Angelo Russell, then you know, can you lure somebody there? You know what I mean? Make right. a make a trade for a guy who's maybe a little more experienced, who's a good player, who with those two younger guys, you know, could excel. Like like this, right. there's a map, uh, uh, um, a map to that because they there's do have again. at least those two. Yeah, right. I think. There's hope again. All right, the Lakers, they thought in playing this game against Minnesota, Rob, that they'd be without Russell Westbrook, who was in COVID protocol. But now the news comes out that he's actually going to be able to play. Uh, I think it's good news because you you just got to keep playing him and LeBron and AD together, right? And they they have to have time on the court together to see if this can work out. And we we heard the news a few days ago that, you know, their front office had looked at, you know, talked about, discussed maybe moving on from him. 
But Michael Lee said it well, Rob. I mean, no, nothing's impossible. We've seen guys traded that you didn't think could be moved. But I, this is – it would be difficult Westbrook, who's been moved. Right, right. <laughs> right, you didn't think you could move him from anywhere. Oklahoma City, Houston, Washington. They've all moved him. Yep, yep. But I, I do think, though, it's going to be difficult to move him, especially for something better. So I, I think you got to give him a shot. And Mike's right. His numbers have been very good, especially over the last month or so. But, Rob, for the season, these are Westbrook's numbers. 19.5 points, 8.5 assists, and almost 8 rebounds a game. He's darn near almost averaging a triple-double with LeBron and AD. But the only problem, though, Chris, and, and I hear it, but they haven't translated to wins against some really – the Lakers have had a soft schedule to start the season. And, and 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 that's what concerns me is is that they should have got a, they should have been able to get fat, a little fat, even without LeBron, even without Westbrook and that's AD. That's why you brought Westbrook. Right. A D and Westbrook should be enough to win some of those games, and that's the problem. No, I hear you. I hear you. And um, but like Mike said, I, I don't know that they're gonna be able to move him. And so they've got to make the best of their current situation. But, Rob, they have won six of their last eight and uh, three straight. So tonight will be a good one because they got a decent opponent in the Timberwolves. Let's see if they can deliver. Keep it locked, Odd Couple.